VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What's up, Fungal Associates? I'm sorry, Alex. I can't hear anything. You like, can't? No, no, no. There's, there's nothing. I, there's supposed to be... I'm supposed to hear music. <laughs> What's happening? Welcome to Completely Arbitrary, the podcast about trees and other related topics. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. Of course, across the room from me is Mr. K.C. Clapp. I, I have to admit to everyone, I was making a joke. Usually, Alex has a button that he presses... So it makes us hear the music that you hear, mm-hmm. and uh, that button apparently failed just now. Well, you know, Casey, we've had sort of a whirlwind last couple of hours. Yeah, we have. Yeah, um, you came over to work, and we just sort of like have been cruising. Yeah, and we have been putting off hitting record while we got some other stuff done. Exactly. And I will say Save that I best for last. Well, I'm, uh, that's right. Yeah. Well, after this, we have a live stream, that's which is also true. the best. Everything's the best all the time. Well, I will say, uh, I could have made the song work that we could hear it, okay. but it, it and it would have requ- This is how low my my threshold is today. It would have required a, a w- just one more mouse click. <laughs> And my brain made the snap decision. It's like, no, <laughs> that it wasn't worth it because I just wanted to record. Okay, I think this is. I think this is very, very fair. Alex. Just a little look into my, my how uh, deep my laziness runs. <laughs> it's, there's no compromise to it. Mm-mm, no, you know, you know there is a. Uh, uh, in one of my last jobs at the city, we actually c- counted clicks that it would take to do certain processes to mm-hmm. see which one would be like more efficient. Cool. And uh, the new process, they're like, well, technically it is fewer clicks, but the program was like a modern web-based program mm. as opposed to like a like late 90s, early right. 2000s, like very basic, like you just kind of type it in and it does exactly what it needs to do. But like the functionality is like, old and didn't really work very well comes on cd-rom yes right that kind of thing the thing is though more clicks and everything went 10 times faster because it was so simple and mm. like didn't have to like check in with other databases and like go to the internet and come back it was very much like <laughs> on the desktop and it'd be like boom done right so your click went further <laughs> so it's like fewer clicks but better clicks all of a sudden now we're oh. like debating the quality of click you know, in this in this day and age in America, you really gotta you really gotta think of the, about the value of the click. You do. It is it is really it is the thing. How so, far your click will take you? Yeah, I ask me. I ask myself that every single time. 
And I cannot tell you how many times I have fallen for a fishing scam. <laughs> Every single time. All those African princes need your help, yeah. Casey. Did I ever tell you about a comic that I saw? It was, a, it was like a, a two-part comic on the mm. top. It said it was like someone being like, not falling for that one again. And then the next thing down, it was like a, a Nigerian prince who's just like lamenting that nobody's taking his money. He's like, I'm yeah. just trying to give it away. It was really, it made me laugh. I love the, the play on that. Isn't it good? Um, Casey. Good day, Alex. Before we get started. Oh, wow. Have you seen Asteroid City yet? No. Neither have I. Just checking in. Well. Moving on. Great. I really want to see it. I, almost, I know. Uh, I was telling uh, you, Alex, I wanted to invite you out, but yes. Uh, and then other things came up. You, ju- you just couldn't take yourself to, to hanging out with me socially outside of the podcast. That, how dare <laughs> you? That is not true. Just so happy. I wanted to take you out, but I hit my quota for the day. Sorry, Alex. It's been three hours. Yeah. I just can't stand you anymore. <laughs> Uh, Casey, I would love to see Asteroid City sometime. Yeah. Probably VOD whenever it comes out. Ah. Um, however, today we are talking about, uh, wow, I can't even make a bridge to uh, it. It's a trio D. How about this? Something completely unrelated. And that is a tree. <laughs> That's the problem. This is a podcast about trees and related topics. That's right. So it can't be unrelated. Uh, there's probably trees in Asteroid City. I think there's more cacti probably. Oh, yeah. So really we'd um, have to, that opens up a whole new debate. You're right. Let's just, let's skip it. We're skipping it. Yeah, yeah. Segway, um, <laughs> enter here. <laughs> Casey, today is the last episode of our summer vacation. I'm so, so homesick. I could cry. I know. It's one of those things that goes both ways though, doesn't it? That's right. You don't want right. to leave, but you also just want to go home. And in a few months, you'll miss where you are now. Exactly. And where we are now is, I believe, Sri Lanka. That is the best place to be right now. And and today's tree that we are talking about is the, well, I will say the species is the sacred fig. I was going to say the sacred fig, the bow tree, the Bodhi, the people tree. Uh, you just turned into Trump for a second. Yeah, just a little bit. It's the best tree. Sri Lanka has the best trees. Everyone knows this. Um, I wasn't even trying. Um, Casey, <laughs> would you want to take a stab at, at uh, the whole the full name of this guy? Uh, yes, Ficus religiosa. Okay. Well, Is I that was... the full name you were referring to? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Oh, wait, you're talking about this particular tree, Jaya Sri Mahabodhi. Yes, Jaya Sri Mahabodhi. Yes. Um, and this is a, this tree resides in Sri Lanka. Yes. In the grounds of a Buddhist temple or a Hindu temple? Uh, yes, it is in the city of Anuradhapura, I believe is approximately how it's said. Again, you guys, uh, you all forgive us out there. We do try. We do our best. So yes, it is in a city in Sri Lanka, and it is in a Buddhist shrine, as many places are. But funny thing about this tree, wherever it is, often becomes a Buddhist shrine. Oh, how fascinating. But then other times, it is planted specifically in a place that is or will be a Buddhist shrine. So you can kind of reverse engineer a Buddhist shrine by planting one of these? Exactly, because the tree itself is sacred. So whenever a tree happens to be growing somewhere, it's very rarely, if ever, cut down. It is treated with respect, and often you see offerings and things kind of end up popping up around them. Very interesting, Casey. Now, I have to say, just logistically speaking, Uh I read this in a lovely book, and it was like, it causes trouble for the the general person who a bird eats this little fig because it is a fig species, right? And then drops its seed. And these are uh, a, this species is 
pretty much the same as our banyan tree, Ficus bengalensis. Mm-hmm. It is a strangler fig in that in that ilk. Okay. However, that means that it also grows on top of, say, um, old walls or in your gutter or you name it, wherever this bird happened to defecate at that moment, right. you could get a fig growing. They grow as epiphytes, not actually parasitic in trees, so then they send down their roots. So they could start growing literally anywhere. So your back porch could become a Buddhist shrine. Yes. <laughs> it, this I, is. <laughs> so I'm not 100% <clears throat> sure. And this is, please, I, I'm sure that everyone is like, <gasps> how dare you? I'd be willing to bet a couple of these trees are gently moved somewhere else okay maybe not destroyed but you know like i think there might be and this is strictly conjecture wow where are you going with this i think that it, well so it, it's it's a sacred tree so you you shouldn't be able to move it right it should wherever it is it's that is now a sacred spot sure, sure. but some people are like ooh, i really do need to park my car here yeah that's my shed sacred spot so i i do have this feeling just because i know people well uh, enough that i think the people tree is moved by people <laughs> sometimes yeah anyway it could be like a uh, it could be like a sri lankan bruce almighty situation yeah you wake up one day and suddenly there's 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 buddhists in your backyard <laughs> you're like oh shoot why did that happen <laughs> yeah i guess every now and then yeah but i don't know I I can't say that I dislike it. If a if, sure. if the world was in in the future covered in sacred trees and no one removed them because they all thought the trees were sacred and gave well, them that honor, what a wonderful world, as Louis Armstrong world. said. Yeah, what a wonderful world. Indeed. Until it inconveniences you and where you got to park your cart. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well. Casey, we uh, have so much to say. We sure do about this ficus religiosa. Maybe I want to say top ten of my favorite. Latin names that we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And it's easy to remember and it's descriptive and we have a lot more to say about it, but we must take a break. We will be right back with the exciting conclusion of arbitrary summer vacation right after this. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. <laughs> Today we are talking ficus religiosa, 
More specifically, because in this month of July in our summer vacation, we are going to specific specimens of these species. Yes. Hey, specimen and species both have the same root. They do. It's 100% right. Today, we're not just talking about ficus religiosa. We're talking about the Jaya Sri Mahabodhi. Casey. Alex. How did we get here? Well, you know, we take a lot of ideas and people tell us, hey, I got a great idea. I think you should do it. And many times we think to ourselves, it's a great idea. We're going to do that. I feel like you're pitching something right now. I'm about to I'm <laughs> about to ask everyone to pay us in five easy installments. Yeah, here comes the MLM. We saw this coming. No, it's uh, I don't actually remember where this idea came from. The summer vacation? Yeah, but it kind of ended up manifesting itself in two different ways. Yes. One, we were like, God, I just, we being I, said, I just do not know a whole lot about trees from Africa hmm. and specifically the kind of tropical spaces in Africa. Sure. And then it was like, well, I mean, Southeast Asia and Borneo, kind of that, the, the, the whole, the whole tropical space of the world. Yeah. There's so many trees and I have named two things where I draw the line. One, <clears throat> tropical trees. People ask me, how do we, what's this tropical tree? And I'm not your say, specialty. Nope, I can't do that. I got to stop. Yeah. Come to him with conifers. Yes. Or any, uh, not even conifers. Cause there's so many tropical conifers, the Auto carps are a great Pac- example. Pacific Northwest conifers. Yeah, I want the temperate trees. That's all I need. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I, hey, I can only do so much. You know what? Every expert has their specialty. Yes, and there are so many experts in the Congo, in Sub-Saharan Africa, mm-hmm. in South America, who are experts in their trees. Yeah. They are the ones you need to ask. So this was sort of a project birthed out of a desire to know more. Yes, exactly. To and kind I was of like, sharpen your skills. Let's go down and find some really cool African trees. Yeah. And then we ended up finding the baobabs, and we saw the oh, yeah, cotton yeah. tree of Freetown. And then we, you, I think, initially got the idea, and you said, oh, we should look at these really cool trees. And we had like a list of 10 or so of them. Yeah. And we ended up narrowing it down to these four, and this one happens to be one that we found in India, I guess more specifically Sri Lanka. Yeah, I mean, for the for the geography impaired among us, can you can you describe? Yeah, what the Sri Lanka um, uh, situation is? Yes, uh, it is just a small little island nation that's yes. off the southeastern coast of India. Okay, perfect. India being that subcontinent, which yeah. is just a normal continent it just, i don't know why it's it's because geologically speaking alex it used to be attached to africa right. and madagascar so then it actually or, just like shot up through the indian ocean mm. and slammed into what historically was a different land mass entirely so at a certain point it was sort of a subcontinent exactly it was like this giant australia-sized island that was just on a beeline straight for Asia, tectonically speaking. Is that how the Himalayas formed? Yeah, they're okay. actively getting taller because those plates are colliding. Currently. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Like last year, Mount Everest was slightly smaller than it is this year. Incredible. Isn't that interesting? Wow, you know, they keep they keep raising that bar. They, re- they really do. So it gets harder every year. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> you know, it gets harder every year. <laughs> I was like, actually, Literally. tectonically very accurate. <laughs> 
Well, so <laughs> fabulous. That, that is a, that's exactly where it came from. So, like geologically speaking, uh-huh. they're they're pretty like different kind of spaces, mm-hmm. but they've been smashed together for so long that uh, faunally speaking, they are wow. uh, it, the fauna of Southeast Asia and India and the Middle East are all kind of they run together on the spectrum of kind of dry over to very tropical Southeast Asia. Okay, I got you. This tree lives right smack dab in the middle, and historically the ancient tree that gives its most uh, religiousness to this whole thing, Mm. the tree that Buddha is said to have sat under, was destroyed. But a branch from the southern side of that tree Ah. was cut and planted in Sri Lanka 2,400 years ago. Okay. Not only that, but it was known precisely this has been written down which means the tree that we're talking about is the oldest living planted tree because we have an exact date when it was planted or at least an exact year which was 28 bc okay and we can see it today there's been records of that tree yeah a single one of those records has said this tree was destroyed this shrine was destroyed this city has been destroyed and the tree's gone with it that tree has been planted there and growing for 2,400 years because someone's checked in on it every single wow. year. In fact, thousands of people, it's a huge uh, religious um, migration, pilgrimage. Sure, kind of yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for Buddhism, well, we, let's talk, let's, I want to get more into the religion because yeah. I know you're sort of an expert. Um, wow. <laughs> Alex, that was the that was the, not what I expected you to say. Following really, uh, what I did not expect you to say, really, but I appreciate it. really throwing you under the tuk tuk. <laughs> um, Casey, let's imagine as we do every episode that you and I are walking among the grounds of this Buddhist shrine. Yes, not temple. I believe shrine would be the perfect or the better description. Yeah, and we of course see this beautiful sacred fig. It's incredible. Let's ID this tree. All right. Well, I do have to say, I don't think we're going to talk specifically about this tree because the pictures that I can see, it's kind of, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like the Kremlin. Like everything <laughs> is taken from like a weird angle outside yeah. the walls. It's And so you can't really get a good like full boom of mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. And what you do see, like some of it's kind of falling apart. I mean, it's 2,400 years old. It's not going to look like a spring chicken anymore. Sure. So the most I can say is, well, it's a pretty old looking tree, but let me give you a description of what the species looks like so you can imagine what this tree looked like in its full glory the glory days, 100 BC. Actually, honestly, I guess glory days might have been like 1000 AD or CE. I guess it's not it's not after death anymore. It's uh, CE, so it's current era or BCE before current era. Oh, right. Anyway, apologies. I, I'm, I'm still hung up on the fact that you reacted almost not at all to my wonderful tuk-tuk joke. I did. I laughed. I didn't see you laugh. Oh, you were looking away. I went, I just giggled a bunch over here. <laughs> Next time, okay, I, I'm i a podcaster. I should know this by now. You have to move the microphone with you when you laugh. Uh, that what was like, that was the only like joke I've ever come up with. It was like a joke. <laughs> ever, you've never made a single joke before in your entire it was life. A, it was a formulated joke. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny, Alex. Well, thanks. And I was over here just chuckling to myself. Sure. Anyway. 
It's a great joke. <laughs> Thank you. I'm feeling needy today. <laughs> no, we're all we all are. We all. All are. right, Casey. Let's let's talk about the sacred fig, Ficus religiosa. Let's start right. with morphology. Well, this is a tree that's big, Alex. Okay, uh, but it's big in a way that it is a grand tree. Wow. It's not like the tallest. It's not going to be the widest, but it's got a big, huge open canopy. Sure. And because of it being the kind of strangler fig where it puts down these aerial roots, yes. it tends to have these really weird, uh, these, these strange dimensions where it kind of looks bigger and wider than it is tall. And the branches kind of come out and they have these, uh, these kind of weird looking parts where the, the little new roots have like, grafted right into the stem so mm. it looks really like sinuous and that kind of thing it, you, are you seeing kind of what i'm imagining yeah. you looked up some pictures of it, just the tree not necessarily our particular tree sure it is it is kind of hard to tell where the tree begins and ends yeah it's just kind of a mess i like that but like, it's cool yeah i do like a messy tree that's like yeah Gee, what is going on here? Like I, the whole I, thing is a question mark. I feel the same way about Banyan. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just have kind of like a blurry edge. Yeah, right. So now normally um, we would call these, uh, we would call a strangler fig a Banyan. As I made reference to earlier, this though, we call it a different tree because it has, you know, three or 4,000 years of history with not the term banyan tree. Okay. So we still call it the the people tree or the Bodhi tree, things like that. Or the sacred fig. Exactly, yeah, because okay. it is a fig and also has these things. So before we went so far um, towards the taxonomic naming that we do today, uh -huh. where someone said, this is a fig, everything that's related to it is also a fig. This had a completely different name unrelated to the fig that initially got us to call things figs, which is the ficus carica, the one oh. that grows over in England, or not England, but in Europe. Okay. In, uh, kind of in uh, Italy and Greece, that kind of area. Okay. So the tree gets large. It is about eh, maybe 60 to 70 feet large uh, or high. Has maybe about 40, 50. Um, I'd be willing to bet if you get enough time, the wingspan will be just as, as wide as it is tall. It's kind a of sprawler thing. for yeah, sure. It's a sprawler. It sprawls. Now, one thing, it does not grow its normal uh, aerial roots the way that a banyan does, where a banyan grows out and then just starts dropping roots way out on the end of its limbs. Mm -hmm. Our tree, our Bodhi tree, tends to only put aerial roots kind of close into the main stem. So they don't they don't have these big, long, wide-spreading kind of uh, cantilevered and then supported, then cantilevered, then supported kind of branches. Okay. You know, like the ones, uh, the, the, the banyans that you've seen in like Hawaii or like some of the big famous ones that are super big and around, their morphology is just a little bit different than our Bodhi tree. Do we know why? Is that just, I mean, I've, I've learned that it's always, that's just the way it grows. Yes, but sometimes there are good answers. Uh, I don't have a good one for this. Okay. I think it is just the way it grows. It tends cool. not to put out really ex extremely... Uh, I was going to say extemporaneous, but that's not it. Extant? Uh, yes. It, that's not even the term. We're just thinking of <laughs> EX words, right? Uh, yes. Mm. It, at the extremities, it does not put out its aerial roots. Okay. Very close to the stem. Interesting. So it is an epiphyte. It starts growing up in a tree and it'll send down roots. I, I read something, Alex, that it actually prefers, which I don't think it does. I think someone just said that, that it prefers to send its roots down inside of cracks and crevices in the tree and actually break apart it's host tree. Oh, wow. Which I was like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, a, yeah. if there's not a like cavity for it to go into, there's not going to be any nutrients. And two, it's not just going to 
burrow and burrow. It's not just going to, you know, burrow in or bore into a, a, a another tree. Yeah. It just doesn't do that. Also, trees like to to grow the path of least resistance. Yeah. And that just seems like, well, why would you do that? Yeah. you would, hard. You would, exactly. 100%. You'd <clears> guess, <throat> why would not just grow along the outside where maybe yeah. there's a little bit more water running down the bark? Mm-hmm. But ultimately it does the same thing where it sends its roots down once it hits the ground then it basically just goes into go mode and immediately starts growing up from the the very topmost point and then takes over the canopy of the tree wow. shades it out while putting all the roots around it which strangle the tree that it's on and then it takes over the space that that tree used to be in so cool it's just the coolest thing every time i read about it even though i'm like man eh, i know about this I read it again. I'm like, that is just, it's amazing. It's amazing <laughs> it really, the tree does that. It really adds to the sort of mystique of the tree. Yeah, it kind of does. The sort of uh, mythological nature of it. Though, Alex, it does it in a weird way. Hmm. Because like, like Hindus and Buddhists are not like uh, known to be like, we are going to go take you down and then take over your this space. And I know that there's, you know, sure. religions and socioeconomics. So I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but like, I, I yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of like a a Hindu or a Buddhist uh, crusade, crusade yeah. or something it's, like that. Among the religions, it's very live and let live. Yeah, I think so. It's by nature, I think. So, from what I, I know, I think you're pretty right. I mean, especially compared to Christianity. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what it does. It has a you know kind of grayish brown, very smooth bark. Mm. Ironically, probably smooth so that it doesn't get epiphytes on it. <laughs> what a hypocrite! Wow, what a hypocrite! <laughs> But it's got oppositely arranged leaves, and the leaves, Alex, I think are the thing that most people are familiar with or think about with uh, the Bodhi tree. They're great. Because they, and they have like this really long, almost rat tail like bit to them. Yeah. And I just think it's the coolest thing. Like it makes them very obvious, big heart shaped leaves, maybe about four, six inches long. And with that tip, it probably adds an inch or two, um, depending on the size of the leaf. Strange little quirk. That little tip. It is, yeah. And you know what I read recently is that most trees, so a lot of people, have you heard of drip tips on different leaves? No, I haven't heard this. Well, it's essentially this, where leaves um, in very wet and rainy spaces Mm -hmm. tend to have Mm. very pointed, acuminate kind of tips. Okay. And so that would be that uh, it would help facilitate water hitting the leaf and then going off of the leaf. And I heard that it does that so that, A, it can reduce the amount of essentially wax that's on the top on the cuticle of the leaf. Once it hits there, it'll take a little bit of wax with it. But if it sits there on top, then it could allow some amount of um, fungus or some kind of bacteria, different organisms to kind of start living on that leaf and either get rid of the kind of cover up the photosyntheticness that it needs, just essentially shading out the leaf by growing on top of the leaf. That was my guess. yeah. Yeah. But then also apparently it just may just cause the leaf to decay a little bit because the wax gets removed ever so slowly. Okay. Yeah. So places I've always known about the drip tip and everyone's like, yeah, so that water (laughs) rushes off the leaf. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure water just already does that. I don't know if I believe it, but I also was like, but it happens in so many different plants. It's got to be, it's got to have a point because there are even some trees that don't do that at all that don't have a drip tip. 
Yeah. Don't even have tips, really. I mean, is there a, <clears throat> is there a, is this what you're saying that there's a correlation between drip tips and yeah. like seasonal rainfall or whatever? Yeah, exactly. I had just never heard until recently. I was reading the, it's the book I'm reading right now called Other Lands, mm. and um, they talked about it in there, and I was like, that is the only time I've ever read anything that has even tried to explain the drip tip in a functional way. Interesting. Other than saying it's to get rid of water, and I'm like, well, great. But why? Leaves leaves aren't like uh, sponges, you know, water just runs off of them. You can't like suffocate a leaf or drown it. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, it's a good reason, but I want the, I want the next reason. Right. Why does it need to get rid of that? And why has it specialized in getting rid of water off the top of it? Interesting. Yeah. So that was the only thing. Everything else, they they just said it happened, but there was, I needed that one step further. (laughs) Ever the journalist. Ah, yes, yes. It's my job. Um, yeah, so the 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 leaves. Oh, I almost I almost just said catalpa because I was going to say the leaves are very catalpa. They really are. Yeah. yeah, big plush cordate. Yeah, leaves. And you know what? I'm a they, fan. They come out when when they're very young in the springtime. This deep reddish pink color. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're just like, and then the whole thing turns green, and then they grow, and then you're going to be so upset. They're drought deciduous. Oh, no. I know you don't like that, no. but I'm sorry. Not a fan. Every single tree we've covered this month has been drought deciduous. That's true. What Every the heck's one. going on? I will. You'll hear it right now, everyone. Complete accident. I did not plan sure. that. We did not plan that. No, we I didn't don't. even know it about <laughs> some of those trees. We don't have the foresight <laughs> to com- to plan this ruse. No, literally, I came to Alex yesterday and I was like, let's do this one. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> that's, not, not, that's true, not true, Casey. Um, we do yeah, have some so foresight. They are quite beautiful uh, all year round. And being the drought deciduous, of course, that means that they will drop their leaves during the dry seasonal, uh, non-monsoonal times okay. in these tropical spaces. Got it. Casey, does this fig grow a fig? I'm glad you asked. Maybe we should talk about the flower first. The answer is yes. Okay. Well, see, they so they have these flowers, but of course, as you know... They have false fruit. The fruit that is the oh, right. not even realness of the whole thing. Because their fruit grows in the lovely fancy way that we all just call a fig. But a fig is actually the receptacle, which is the base of a flower that holds it on to the stem, mm-hmm. essentially. The peduncle. Oh, right. The receptacle essentially is inverted, so the flowers are all on the inside. Oh, that's right. And then it's fertilized by wasps. That ha- that happens here, too? Every single fig has its own individual oh. fig wasp. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I don't ever quite forget about it. It's another thing like the banyan. <laughs> You're up at night thinking about this. Yeah, and I just am like, you know what? This thing's pretty cool. And you know what? Every single time, it is just that cool. Yeah. So the figs go inside. Again, I'm sorry to ruin everybody's day, but this happens with all the figs you've ever eaten. I heard a story when I told this to somebody a couple mm. months ago at a, um, a tree ID workshop I was doing. And her mind was like, oh my God, that happened to me once where she opened up a fig and there was a bunch of little wasps inside. Oh, yes. Jeez. Metal as fuck. How unpleasant. You think you're about to crack into a nice juicy fruit? Yeah. Get a little extra juiciness. A little extra protein in there. I don't want it. So here's how it works in case you forgot. You have a fig wasp, a female, flies in 
to a fig through a little teeny tiny opening in the base. Mm-hmm. Goes in and it lays an egg into each of the individual uh, flowers that are actually there. The little flower buds. So the fig wasp starts to develop. It doesn't go into all of them, and it essentially, as it's laying this, fertilizes the plant because it has actually come from a different fig. So it goes in, wanders around, gets pollen all over it, flies into another fig, either on the same tree, but most likely on a different tree because they want to cross-pollinate, goes to that other tree, climbs in, lays its eggs, in doing so, fertilizes them. If it does not fertilize enough of the uh, individual flowers inside, that fig will abort itself, and then all of the wasps inside will also die. So, evolutionarily speaking, that is a quid pro quo. If I don't get what I need, right. your entire brood dies. Damn. So, thou shalt fertilize as many as possible. This is a this is a really toxic relationship. Oh, it totally <laughs> is. It absolutely is. But they are stuck wow. with each other. Yeah, holy shit. So that individual uh, female will then uh, end up perishing a little later on. All the little ones inside will start to develop, and the males will come out first. They have zero wings. They will end up fertilizing the females that are still in utero, if you will, and then will bore a hole and then go on their merry way and probably Uh, die sometime soon. The hell? Once the females that have now been fertilized by the male wasp, once they pop out, the flowers start to bloom, then the whole process starts again, all those females leave. And, and, now, the f- and the fig dies, the fig rots and goes away. No, no, no. That then the, now the the fig is able to be eaten. So now, as soon as the oh, as right. soon as it gets fertilized that very first time, oh, right. then it starts to grow into this tiny little about uh, cherry sized little fig that's eaten mostly by birds and some some other animals that roam around these beautiful tropical forests. Can I can I um can I clarify something? You may. I love figs. Yeah, I've eaten plenty. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. telling me that at one point? Every fig I've ever eaten has had wasps in it. I am pretty positive that's 100% the case. And then they leave, and then the farmer comes by and says, oh, this looks nice, and picks it. I might even skip over, and they leave. I think sometimes they do. Sometimes they might get picked a little early. But here's my caveat. I am not sure if the fig that you and I would normally be eating, which is the common fig, Ficus carica, yeah. the, the fig leaf that everyone knows about, the one that you grow in your yard, blah, blah, blah. That one- because Or in your we, home. Or in your home. Well, no. So the fig that we grow in our home, those are tropical figs. The one that you're eating that you buy at the store, uh-huh. that is one that's actually a temperate fig. That okay. grows down in like Italy and Greece. It's growing here in Portland. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, okay. Well, here's my question. Here's why I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if we have bred it to the point where it just will produce fruit. So I don't know if those mm. fruit are actually fertilized. Okay. So I I only don't know because we haven't really done the research into it. I'm not a big fig fan, so I haven't like... Really? Really? Yeah, the fruit doesn't really do it for me. The textures are just okay. Hmm. Um, but because of that, I haven't actually done the research to see if it is... Uh, if they've kind of figured out a way to make them kind of seedless and get them to just produce the fruit no matter what if they're fertilized or not it does seem like something that that food scientists would prioritize yeah i mean we have bananas that are you know have zero seeds in them right Right. so like someone might have i'm sure they thought about this for sure not to mention the individual wasp that would 
be the fertilizing agent. I don't know if it's come over, you know? So if you plant mm. a fig, you must also bring over the fig wasps to get it to grow the figs. Wow. Or else it will abort it. So I'm not sure if perhaps we figured out a way that the plant just no longer aborts the figs and it just makes them anyway. Sure. I don't know. Wow. Oh, my God. What a, what a wild web. A wild wasp web. What a wild wasp web. That we weave. That we weave warily. <laughs> All right, Casey. All right, yeah, we can't go any further with that. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the big uh, the big big hits on yeah. uh, on this tree. Those are the parts. Yeah, and they're really you know they're beautiful little uh, little plants. I I think they're just like the the essence of tropical. Whenever you mm. go down, like you and I were down visiting Tobin Mitnick and everyone in Los Angeles a couple months ago. Yeah. And we saw so many fig trees. It's true. And they just scream like tropical wonderland. Like I yeah. don't know why. It's just, they're, they're very powerful looking. I've yeah, they really are. I'm just like, that's a stately tree. Well, and Alex, speaking of powerful. Oh my gosh. Apparently, if you sit in the shade of this tree, you might be a little bit closer to enlightenment. Is that because Buddha himself sat neath yes, one of these trees? That is exactly right. Did I step on your toes there? Not at all. No okay. way. Hey, peace be with you, baby. <laughs> all right. No, this is uh this is the tree that probably <laughs> I think it might be one of the uh, only trees that really truly earns the specific epithet religiosa. Wow. Every other tree that exists may have some amount of uh, kind of religious meaning, you know? Yeah. Especially with the trees that uh, are growing in and around peoples who have more animism kind of uh, relationships with Mm. their kind of their ecosystem. Sure. The first things uh, are Native American uh, beliefs where everything has a spirit. Mm -hmm. That would be a similar thing. So every tree is as important as this one species is to, you know, all these other religions. Sure. Um, Shinto in Japan, most likely a thousand other religions that we just don't know that much about. This, though, is a tree that is like... It's it's so revered that it's not even it's almost never cut down. It's so revered if it's growing somewhere, it's kept there forever. People do um, these these meditations where they walk around it. I believe mm. it's a Hindu meditation where you walk around the tree a certain amount of times, and each one is meant to be uh, kind of a, a not a revolution in time or anything like that. But it's like each time you go around the tree is one iteration of this kind of. Pacing is what it is. Pacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, as in walking. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you're walking around. Yeah, and yeah. They call it a pace, and I, I can't remember the exact term for it, but what it is is essentially a meditation. So each time you go mm. around, you've done one meditation. You do it again, and then you do it again. So the people tree is essentially um, kind of representative of the heaven, the earth, and the underworld, kind of all put together. So the tree is... In its literal essence, a tree of life. And that is canopy, trunk, and roots, respectively? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, so the thing with um, with Hindu is that it is a, uh, a religion that isn't one single kind of uh, religion. Like, there's one god. There are many different traditions that have kind of all been pulled together. And this is a religion that's well over three or 4,000 years old. So it's essentially, as people moved around, they basically got in touch 
and in interacted with these other people. So as the Indo Aryans came over into what is now India from like Afghanistan and Pakistan, then they ran into these other local people that had these other local traditions. Mm. Those local traditions all kind of got collated together. So there is one kind of individual God, which is Brahman, but that individual God is also able to be reached through all these other deities and spiritual symbols and that kind of thing. Okay. So it's, it's a kind of this mixture of monotheism and pantheism. Interesting. So there's more than one way to get to a single God through other smaller deities. Hmm. It's very curious. Now, in contrast... Buddhism is all based on what ultimately, and I learned some scholars believe Buddhism can't quite be considered a religion Hmm. in a let's be really pedantic about this kind of sense. Interesting. Because there is no God in Buddhism. The Buddha Mm. is a man. So he reached enlightenment. I believe he's actually a uh, kind of a royal, gave up his royal life and started walking around. So they had these um, ascetics. And I mean like um, in the religious sense, not aesthetic, but ascetic. So, um, or acidic, I think also is what it is, but not as in, oh, that's uh, the opposite (laughs) of alkaline. So we do really need to write a lot of this down for today. An alkaline as in uh, the opposite of acidic and not as in alkaline trio, the early 2000s pop-punk band. Yes, exactly. Which, yeah, maybe they were just in a response to the acid trio. No right. And band as in a group of musical performers, not uh, the wedding ring. Exactly. you, Alex, right. if it wasn't for you, we'd be so lost right now. And ring as in... Uh, <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break here. Alex is, <laughs> Alex is broken through too many responses. <laughs> Make sure everything's so clear. Alex is scratching formulas on his wall. <laughs> Do you know like uh, in, on like National Public Radio, whenever someone says anything and the announcer has to come in or the the, uh, the interviewer mm. has to come in just to clarify something really sure, fast? Sure, yeah, yeah. I always love that. And in Parks and Rec, they like uh, parodied that so well. Oh, you yes. You see that? With, uh, what was his name? Something St. Clair. Um, yeah, I it was just, her. it was so good because she would say something so very obvious and he would always jump in. Uh, so you mean the, the police department <laughs> of Shawnee? <laughs> yes. The Shawnee police department. <laughs> uh, anyway. What a show. So, um, so he essentially said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving up this, this, uh, privileged life and I'm going to go, um, walk around. And these religions are all about kind of this self meditation and trying to get yourself out of this cycle of reincarnation. And they have different terms for it, mm-hmm. but essentially, um, the beliefs are that you are constantly being reincarnated and your soul yes. is moving in and out of different corporeal Entities and these are living things. I, under, yes, I understand specifically. Yes, okay. And this is called samsara. Yes, and then uh, there is an equivalent in both of these religions. Oh, what's the equivalent in Hinduism? I just know it as reincarnation, but I bet oh. you there's a term that is not so English English inated. Sure, I think reincarnation is is like a broad term. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Means so uh, yeah. life after death. Exactly. Yes. So um, the idea is that 
once you reach a certain level, you kind of take yourself out of mm-hmm. this. So the Buddha reached this level. We know it commonly as nirvana mm-hmm. uh, or reaching enlightenment. Sure. And you reach this enlightenment, and now your soul is kind of taken out of this whole uh, this whole realm of coming and going and these big cycles in life the rat race as they call it they do call it the rat race yeah it's actually perfect translations in the wikipedia page and everything <laughs> get your soul out of the rat race join buddha <laughs> become enlightened today <laughs> for only two payments of 6.99 <laughs> no, that's scientology yeah that's right that's true um but so it is kind of an interesting thing that i found a curious kind of uh parallel because one, in Hindu, there's a lot of priests and there's a lot of different traditions and you have to follow these things and there's kind of dogma and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then Buddha basically went out and sat underneath and sat underneath this tree, mm-hmm. the people tree, which again, was already a tree that was spiritually related to Hindu and he was a Hindu ascetic. Then he came back oh. and he found enlightenment underneath this tree and started preaching the eightfold path and the four truths and all these yes. um these different ideas of what is now something we consider buddhism but there is no buddha as a god he's a person he lived and he died but when he died his soul never came back so now he has reached this kind of next level of nirvana oh, see so it's it's a little bit like christianity except if you if Christ just said, go talk to your God. Oh, I'm not your God. Right. I'm just a dude who ended up doing it right. Follow follow my ideas, though, and Christianity would be this philosophical idea. Mm-hmm. Buddhism is kind of <clears throat> like that. You could skip over all of the, the priesthoods and all this stuff from the other side of this, this kind of coin, and they split off, and then people started following him. But it's mostly this idea of how to live today so that you can reach this next level. Not even tomorrow. It's at the, you know, at the end of your time. But time is kind of this long distance thing. Some of the people in these religions have lived literally millions of years ago, you know? Yeah. You know, I I, I hope this isn't inflammatory. <laughs> we'll see. Uh-oh. I've always thought, well, no, it's just my opinion. So it's not inflammatory. <laughs> well... <laughs> Oh, see, it's then the next thing that you say that everyone's like, your opinion is inflammatory, Alice. I've always thought, you know, I grew up in a Christian household. Yeah. Um, but it was never for me, you know, it never like clicked for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I took a break from religion mm-hmm. in my 20s. Um, and now that I'm, you know, oh my God, mid, my mid 30s. Yeah, now you're in your mid to late 20s. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, really late 20s. <laughs> um, I've, I've sort of come around to like, you know, I still I still don't like uh, churches, you know, like establishments. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, I, but I do like the idea, of course, of um, believing in some sort of higher power. Mm, I see. And Buddhism is the one that I'm like, oh, yeah, sign me up. Like, well, I'm... I'm, I'm so on board i just don't know where to start you know i I think you just start reading materials like you do yeah as far um, as i know yeah but then again i'm someone who doesn't have a whole lot of religious experience in terms of practicing sure so i don't even know where to start either but i can give you some books that'll be pretty uh pretty flat about it i mean i wonder if buddha himself would be like no fuck the books just go meditate i think so yeah i think he would say here's how you meditate here's what to focus on so cool 
But see, Alex, I think you're actually doing this more often than not because you've been doing a lot of like Tai Chi. So you're... Qigong. Qigong, excuse me. Yes. So you're working quite a bit more on your kind of spiritualness. So this is really something I was curious about your opinion on Mm. because you are putting it into practice more than I ever have, certainly. Oh, a touch. Yeah, but it's just that kind of meditation to kind of get in touch with with yourself, not necessarily this other entity yes. out there, you know? I mean I mean like my my take on it is that it, it kind of makes you the uh god, I guess. Yes. You're yeah, like, exactly. You are the deity of your own religion. Yes. Um and meditation is all about mindfulness and being present in the here and now. Yeah. And that brings you closer to God, which is, right? you know, yourself. Yeah. yeah. Now, so he, this is the thing that um they kind of touch on in these these two religions, and I, I'm I'm bringing them together one because it's just too much to really get into both of sure. them. Sure, and I how mean, much this tree specifically uh, is is important to both of them. This is an other related topic that is yeah. like a huge sphere of the world. It's huge that we're not going to you know. Yeah, and, and sadly, I have been ke- more curious in, about Christianity things just because of the same thing. I was raised in a Christian household. Yeah. So then, whenever these books would come in. And I would find him, I'd be like, oh, I'm curious what that is. And I'd read all these intense texts about Islam and Christianity and like the history of Rome and all these other things. Yeah. So it again is, you know, that that's a limitation on kind of my uh, ability to read all these um, intense things. And my God, doing the research for this, I was like, they have a name for everything. In yeah, here. We sure. talked about it a little bit before this. So this is an editorial decision that we're making. So please, <laughs> again, we sorry to be inflammatory, but forgive us. Our lawyers want us to read something. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Well, so one thing that I think is curious is that I think that the meditation that Buddha has kind of done, like him sitting and uh, thinking with himself underneath this tree, that mm-hmm. this tree already for him had this spiritual... Uh, the spiritual aura around it. Right, where, it was not chosen uh, by accident. Yes, it was 100% on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And so in, if you are looking at Christianity and someone says, well, go go pray to God and, and ask this question. I'm sorry, this might, this might come as a surprise to some people that this is my opinion. Um, and I'm saying opinion because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Hmm. I think when you're praying... You're just doing the same thing. It's just your own meditation. Sure. You're coming up with your own answers and then attributing it to somebody else. Hey, man. I think Buddha might be a bit more empowering because Buddha, as you said, is kind of saying, follow your journey and see where it needs to take you. Don't be too self-indulgent, but also don't give in to too much. Like There's a balance there. And it's just this way to basically say, hey, here's how to live your life. And people saw such such inspiration in it and they said what did you do and he's like i sat underneath that tree and everyone's like that tree <gasps> wow right and then it became this thing so like the tree is almost taken on this this godliness as well because it's already a tree that's been spiritual so now the tree is of the buddha in the same way that the buddha sat underneath this tree that was already a religious thing to the buddha so it's it's kind of this weird way that the tree is almost um, similar, I think, to Shinto in Japan, mm-hmm. where there's a spirit. Which I don't know much about, by the way. I, oh, yeah. I know there's, there's everything has a spirit. Is that the big thing in yeah, Shinto? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and you can piss off some of the spirits. And oh, yes. So you would go and honor and put a little, sh- put a little shrine or an offering at the base of a tree oh. to basically say, hey, uh, I'm on your side. Just uh, asking for help. I think you're great. 
And then the tree, i.e. the spirit, would kind of be behind you and help I you see. through your way. Okay. Well, I have seen spirited away, and I believe I believe the religion in that, or like the, the message in that is framed in, in a Shinto belief. Ah, have you I seen see. that film? I don't think I have. No, no, no. I okay. wasn't sure if you had actually misspoken when you said that. No, it is, a, what you're saying. it is a film by Hayao Miyazaki ah. of Studio Ghibli fame. Gotcha. I'm not familiar with either of those. Oh, wow, Casey. I am, uh, as you know, behind. Have you heard my neighbor Totoro? Yes, I have. Okay, that's same same studio, ah, same animator, okay, gotcha. writer, director. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's about a little girl who goes who goes to work in a bathhouse for spirits. Oh wow! Um, it's great, huh? Great, great movie. All right, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think that this is a, a similar thing, and so I don't know, Alex. I just uh, I want your opinion before we close, and kind of yeah. what do you think about the idea of a tree? becoming a god in in a literal sense but i have to say i don't like to throw shade on any religion everyone kind of does their own thing Mm -hmm. it's great uh don't force on other people and be cool and accepting but i have to say if i had to put things in a ranked order i would probably (laughs) say that buddha or rather the people tree specifically the bodhi tree Uh uh-huh it's probably the tree that has become a god better than all the rest. I'm fidgeting anxiously because I'm like, <laughs> we're about to rank the religions. Oh, God. Yeah, today we're actually going to give golden chalices of honor. Dude, Buddha is S tier. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. man. I what mean, I, I also, part of me thinks this intuition that like, if Buddha came back mm. and saw what we've done with this tree. Yeah. He'd be like, Oh, you guys, you missed the point. Yeah. Like oh, it didn't matter. The tree didn't matter. It was about oh. the thing that I did under the tree. You know, curious. I, 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 I of course this is complete. This is my opinion. Just yeah. a thought exercise, conjecture, blah, right? blah, 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 blah. I don't think this is how it works. This is my opinion. Uh, this is I my see. opinion. Okay, yeah. I know we're all, we're being like, now just to be clear, <laughs> the name of this episode, this is, this is our opinion. <laughs> this is our opinion. I don't think we're saying anything too inflammatory. I don't think so, but you know, frank. it's a touchy subject, Casey. It is, yeah. And there's, um, there's, you know, we don't want to end up on the wrong side and trying to be respectful as, as much as we can while also having hot takes left and right. Baby. Yeah, you got to have hot takes. <laughs> hey, um, with all due respect, okay, <laughs> the tree didn't even matter. Buddha Everyone. was way sexier <laughs> than Jesus. Prove like, me I'm wrong. <laughs> me i'm wrong you have to pick a side <laughs> no i think i think yeah i think like the tree like i'm not big into uh bah, 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 maybe like symbology yeah or nostalgia or assigning uh emotional value to objects uh-huh. i've never been that way i have a very small little uh portion of my apartment over here that's about two inches by seven inches yeah of a few a few key items that mean something to me mm-hmm. um but even those if i lost them in a fire i'd be like well those don't those aren't the people that yeah i associate with them they're just pieces of plastic they're or just an object cloth. yeah yeah um so i may be the wrong person to ask about this but i yeah i don't know i i think I think it's a nice idea that this tree is so holy, but as soon as somebody like a group of people assigns that weight of value to something, I'm yeah. like, whoa, 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 hold on, slow down. Uh-huh. It just, it, it kind of like, it makes me itchy. I'm like, ah, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know why I feel that way. I'm just it's like, very curious. it feels, it feels very human made. Yeah. Um, very artificial interesting and i wonder if the people 
you know, who started the whole thing, i.e. Buddha, mm-hmm. would like roll his eyes and be like, you guys don't even know what you're doing here. Yeah, that would be very curious. I, I happen to think, so I'm of two minds on that, yeah. Alex, if you're curious. Because like the pe- people like the Romans, for instance, they were mm-hmm. very superstitious. And I think most people prior to like the 1400s and yeah, most people today are still very superstitious in that regard. Yeah, the Enlightenment is what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, the Enlightenment, I think, is a bit uh, of a derogatory term basically saying, yeah, you two are, or you all are so dumb. Like, uh, well, it's science, okay? Focus on that. So <clears throat> that's just my hot take again. Sure. But I do think that the the superstitions were were real like i think we say we look at them now and we say oh that was superstition but just like we're saying oh witches you were just superstitious get a hold of yourself you know mm. but in the the days of romans like thousands of people would die or not die on a day because they would say ah the entrails do not say in this sacrificial goat that we should go to war yeah or they do say you should go to war and then I it would see. be a horrible blunder so it's like that that level of of belief has to rise above superstition. It was just known that that's the way it was. They have meaning because we assign them meaning. Yeah. Anything has meaning if you give it meaning. Exactly. And their meaning was not just, you know, casual. All right, I'm going to someone gave this tree to me, so I'm going to add this meaning to it. It was that that tree had this intense religious and like thousands of years old religious thing. And then Buddha came and did this other thing underneath it. And everyone's like, Oh my God. And they look up at the tree and they're like, that tree did it. That wasn't Buddha. Buddha just happened to be the guy that sat underneath it. Oh, right. Cause you're saying, I, maybe I missed this part, but that the, the sacred fig or the ficus religiosa was, um, important religiously pre Buddha. Yes. Yeah. 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 And Hinduism. Exactly. Okay. Which Hinduism, for those of you, if I didn't say it clearly has predated, um, Buddhism of, I, th- I mean, like I said, it was more of a conglomeration, amalgamation of many different spiritual beliefs and like all sure. kind of came together. Maybe like Hinduism is to Buddhism as uh, Judaism is to Christianity. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And so it happened kind of slowly over time, but it officially 500 BC is when Buddhism really is like, that's its Genesis moment. Gotcha. Versus Hinduism, they was at least understood and described as such for you know, at least a thousand years before wow. that. Wow. So, yeah, so I don't know. This Whenever I, I have been doing the research on this tree and like going through, and I have had a couple iterations just trying to make sure I can read things, and that's when I was like, Alex, we're going to have to truncate some of this. <laughs> There's so much here. I thought we did pretty good. I think we did. For and, a couple of non-scholars. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, you know, a couple opinionated people sitting here talking <laughs> about a tree <laughs> of all the trees that we cover. And yeah. the, the Tule tree, uh, the, one of the books that I've read about mm. it talks about it being the Trinity because they're like, yeah, this is actually, we think three three different stems that have all come together in one. The Montezuma Cypress. Yeah. So that, I'm uh, in that, he's like, yeah, well, if uh, if Christians believe that these uh, that this one kind of person or this entity can be three different things at once, why can't this tree? Sure. So it's like that has this really intense religious thing to it. The tree of life, um, having everyone in Africa understand and know that this tree was thrown upside down by the gods because it was either a little too smug or it's a animal. The hyena was a little too smug. And so they punished it like that. Like there are all these trees with these big kind of spiritual beliefs, which of course, you know, there's huge, huge trees and ramifications with these peoples and how they've moved and how they give these symbols. But of all of them, of all of them, yeah. they represent something I think that this might be the only tree that 
is not a representation, mm. but the thing itself. A manifestation. Exactly, Alex. Wow, Case. Anyway, that's that's my that's my quick thought. You know, I, I've heard about this Reddit. Uh, it's called uh, Shower Thoughts. Sure. And I think they really mean high in the shower thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I think this might be, not that I was, but a high in the shower <laughs> thought. That's a little more elevated than most shower thoughts okay, on that, thanks. Yeah. On that okay. subreddit. Okay, I'm happy about that. Because I've just been thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know. This is the only way to really explain. Yeah. Because all the other trees, they kind of end up getting cut down at some point. Or this they end is up dying or something. This tree, it's like prohibited. Yeah, almost. this is really interesting, Casey. Man, this is just my hot take. Again, I was not high in the shower thinking of this. The, our podcast does not boil down to that. Thank you. <laughs> It's just a nice Although, way for me to describe it. <laughs> hey, we're lo- we're looking for a theme for December, right? <laughs> All right, Casey, do this and then tell us what you think of afterwards. Marijuana talk about some trees. Oh God, that's uh, uh, a little clunky. What what was it? Isn't it? What is there? There's a Reddit. It's um marijuana enthusiasts. Right. Is the tree Reddit? And yeah. Tree enthusiasts. Is the marijuana. <laughs> trees is the, the God weed Reddit. When I learned about that like ten years ago, I was just like. Every now and then, the internet just does something so divine <laughs> that everyone just gets on board, and there's no naysayers being like, "We gotta switch these." Okay. Anyway, sorry, a little off topic. Casey, we gotta give this ficus religiosa. We gotta boil it down as we do. I hate I hate to do it sometimes, you know, and give it a cone score. But we gotta do so after a break. We sure do. We'll be right back with the exciting conclusion to a completely arbitrary summer vacation. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. That was our discussion of the sacred fig, Ficus religiosa. Casey. Alex Croson, I have a, I have, I have something to admit. Wow. You said before this that uh-huh. you don't, you, sometimes you hate to do it. I, <laughs> I love to boil it down. <laughs> I yeah. love, I do. There's a part of me that felt a little nervous about it when we like first started doing intense mm-hmm. trees. And then afterwards I'd be like, eh, also, and now I've just steered into it. I just uh, sure. I do enjoy it. It is the fun of it. I think I I think I have a little existential moment where I'm like, we're talking about all these heady, you know, big themes and and important things, and then uh-huh. we end up just like five point seven. <laughs> I think it, I think the juxtaposition is what makes it work. Of course, yeah. It's I mean, like that's the whole a, thing. Like a serious episode on Scrubs. You know, where there's like something, something <laughs> yeah. real happens. Yeah. The only reason that you have so much passion is that you're like, oh my God, this never happens. Right. We just happen to do it once a week. Yeah. I, th- I think, I don't want to pull back the curtain too far, but I think that is the reason our show works mm. because it's about important things presented in a very silly way. Ideally. Yeah. Which we had, when we were formulating this idea for this podcast, we had never seen a po- a nature podcast like that. Yeah. Still haven't. Uh, yeah. So anyway. one of a hey, it's completely arbitrary. Yeah. One of a kind, right? We got to give a rating to this tree. Here's how it works. Give some final thoughts on this ficus religiosa, and then give it heavenly. I will say divine. Yeah, I was golden say, cones yeah. of honor. I don't know if there's a heaven. There's an absolute soul. An absolutely soulful zero to ten golden cones yeah, of honor. Casey, as our resident Buddhist. All right. We begin okay. with you, man. That is what's going to get Buddha if he comes back. He'd be like, "No, no, 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 dude, you're way off." You- <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, all right. So with our with our with our lovely little tree here, our ficus religioso. Oh boy, I think it's a great tree. 
Sometimes I can tell that you don't know what you're going to say. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do? Do you do? Do you think I do right now? No. I really don't have. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. So I, a lot of times, like sometimes while doing the research, I really come up with something. But this sure. research was focused actually more heavily on religions than doing other things. Yeah. I, I really am super unfamiliar with this. So I'm like, I got to learn a little bit about how these function and where this tree, the role that this tree plays in it. For sure. It took a lot of your focus. Yeah. And so, it, but it also like, it adds a lot to the tree in terms of this, like this, uh, this, this background kind of fun, kind of, uh, I don't know, just this, this je ne sais quoi may about I, the tree. May I suggest a term? Please mystique yes there it is that's a perfect term thank you so it, like it helps to shade whatever i'm feeling sure yet sometimes i want to be like no 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 just focus on the tree casey mm. this is this is your part to be arboriculturally accurate right but also eh, i do that so often sometimes it's nice <laughs> just to be like eh, just really don't care papa's taking his tie off yeah now so what i do love about this tree is um the the te- the fact that the tree itself grows almost anywhere mm. like i love the the stranglerness of these kinds of figs yeah because I, the fact that they grow on and over and take over the shrines that are built around them because they send their roots on them or they just started growing on top of it and sent their roots down around it like how many times have you seen like these really cool pictures of like a Buddhist or a Hindu temple that's just covered uh, because yes. the forest ate it up because all these banyans on right. ficus all around like took over? It's quite symbolic. I love that. It's pretty cool. And I have to say, I think that the religious leaders would also love this, that have gone past and reached nirvana because they're like, yeah, this is the sacred fig taking over the sacred space. This is, that's it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So I love that a tree does mm. that. I also love that it is a tree that has these really beautiful, like gorgeous leaves and that is grown and planted all over the world. We also didn't even talk about the fact that it's like every part of it's medicinal in some regard. Oh, yeah. Except the figs. Apparently the figs are, quote, a starvation fruit. So they're just not very tasty. So people are like, yeah, you eat them when you really are are low on food. Oh, as opposed to uh, what is it, Cassacara or um, Ficus? Uh, oh, uh, Bengalensis or oh no, Carica. You're Carica, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carica. Carica is a very specific. This is a delectable thing. We're going to eat it. Fruit to eat. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I think it's great. Although uh, there is the. I am a little bit concerned with a bully. I think this tree is a little bit of a bully. Sure. Um, and I don't mean it being the religious tree that it is. I mean it just that strangler figs are a bit of bullies. And I honestly see them taking over the world. Or as I like to call it, the strangularity. <laughs> oh, God. We got to do a third fig so you can use the strangularity on this. Although, maybe that'll be, maybe that'll be a good... Uh, so, I think I'm going to give this... Um, I, I don't know... I think I'm going to go 7.9. All right. I've been giving a lot of high scores lately. That's pretty good. These trees, God dang it, they're worth high scores. These trees have been very cool this they're month. They're just really cool. All except we're going to have an asterisk on uh, the Montezuma Cypress. It may or may not actually be a tree. I get it. Don't want to hear it. Oh, I don't want to hear that either. It is. It may not be. I'm over that argument. <laughs> Shutting it down. Uh, yeah, so I think 7.9 because okay. I, think, I think this tree, like I just, I can't really get over the idea that and this is, again, my interpretation. We could probably talk to a scholar, and they'd be like, yeah, you're pretty off base there, buddy. 
But I do like the idea that the tree is is the thing itself. It's not just the right. symbol of the thing. Like yeah. you said, it's the manifestation, not the representation. I do like that. I like That's that great. a lot. Like, I like that a lot. <laughs> like, I want to start looking at trees and being like, okay, maybe if I understand the rest of all these trees mm. like this, it might help me understand how other peoples at other times saw their trees. Like we were talking about Native Americans and different tribes from all over the world that had these other relationships with the trees. They yeah. weren't representations. They were manifestations. They were quite literally Ooh, the thing. Love this. Yeah, it's pretty anyway. great. Right. 7.9 Golden Cones of Honor. That's what I got, Alex. From Casey Clapp. Case, uh, I think this, you know, I think Albanians are pretty cool. I think they're, I, I agree with you about them being bullies, but I also th- I also kind of just see it as like, um, they're really good at what they do, you yeah. know? Definitely. Um, and they do it till they fucking drop. Right. And sometimes they accidentally do it to themselves. <laughs> um, in, in terms of Buddhism, uh, I give Buddhism 10 out of 10. It's a really great religion. Yeah. <laughs> Big time on board. <laughs> Big time on board. I'm all about religions. In fact, this is, uh, I basically invented this religion. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm the reincarnation of Buddha. However... Yeah, he can't. He's he's he can't he's be. Out of the he's cycle. out of the rat yeah. race. Yeah, he's gone. No one, no one has a shot. Um, I, you know, I I love what you the sort of idea that we, you came to, and then I I helped put it on a shelf, which was the yeah. the manifestation, not representation. Yeah. Um, this tree is is not just a symbol. It's not just a. It's not like a painting of a fictional character. Mm -hmm. It's like the fictional character come to life that Mm -hmm. you can like talk to and interact with. Yeah. It's not an illustration. It is like a human, right? Yeah. Um, And the, uh, you know, usually a fruit tree, if it doesn't grow a fruit that I can eat, I'm like, nah, get out of here. Yeah. But I think this one gets a pass. Ooh, I'm feeling like a 7.5 case. 7.5. I think that's very fair. I yeah. Think that's very fair. That feels one. like a good kind of uh, up the belly of the middle, the yep. top middle of the bell curve. There. Exactly. Yeah. And I should add one big caveat. Mm. I'm pretty positive it might be like invasive in like Florida, but I'm not sure. Oh, well. So, yeah. So I can imagine. Like I said, it's going to take over the world. They can have it. They can have it. Um, Casey, that was our review and our discussion. Of the sacred fig, Ficus religiosa. Mm-hmm. It is time for our completely arbitrary Q&A, our last of the of the season here, Case. And you kind of spoiled this one, Alex. Uh, it's from our Patreon, as of course everyone knows, but you That's did right. note that this is a Patreon question and answer session where one of the questions was very apt. Yes, Casey. I posted this thing. I posted this, uh, this post asking for questions, and this was the very first question that came in. And I feel... A little bit of a serendipitous moment there. It all works out. Hey, remember, guys, if you want to ask any questions to us, sign up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash arbitrarypod at the $3 Quercus and Alder level, and you can ask questions. We do, uh, we're going to move it up till actually, I think about monthly, we're going to be doing Q&As because we've actually had people sign up and then be like, how do I do this? How do I ask a question? Right. And we're like, oh, well, we just had one of those a while back, but then we're like, well, we need another. So yeah. we're going to try and standardize that a little bit more. So if you have them banked, this is your time. I will say, yeah, that's a really good point, Case. And I think we're, we're trying to sort of uh, get on a, a schedule a little more than we are yeah, with, exactly. the, with the Patreon. Um, this one comes from 
ASIBS121. Oh, right. 121, baby. If that is your real name. ASIBS121 asks, if you could be reincarnated as any type of tree, what would you pick at this very moment? This very moment. That is so helpful. A lot of people ask me, Alex, uh, what's your favorite tree? And I'm like, well, right now. Right. So that's good. I I do that with movies. Ah, okay. What's your favorite movie? Well, right now I'm really into this movie. I've watched it 17 times in the last month. (laughs) That's how I do it again next. That's how I consume media. Ooh, okay. So Casey, what do you think if you... Uh, heaven forbid, I should say. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Pass, pass on. Mm-hmm. What tree, which is a living thing, so yep. I think it counts. It does. In in samsara rules, um, in the doctrine. In the doctrine. <laughs> what tree would you choose to be reincarnated as? This is this is a good one. I think it's a little bit a little bit uh, rough because you're not supposed to technically choose, but I don't think you can. I. I'm feeling a broadleaf tree, which is weird. I think maybe I'm wow. just in a moment in my life where I just kind of want to like take a breath and just kind of be like, hey, you guys, I'm going to go away. Hmm. And just do that. Yeah. So I also, I don't know, I just want to live forever. So it's not going to be an alder by any means. Get out of here. No. But not going to be a uh, not going to be a willow. No, not, no, I don't, I don't think so. You're think thinking in the, in the genre of old, long living, big I'm, I'm assuming East Coast broadleaf tree. No, maybe. Honestly, I, I'm feeling like um, like a beech tree, like yeah, a big beech that's just going to slowly pump at it and never do anything too insane. Every now and then, yeah, I'm going to fall apart, but then I'm just going to regrow a new thing. Sure. It's going to be fine, and hopefully I'll live for 500 more years. Okay. Enough time to think about what I did wrong to become a tree from a human. <laughs> <laughs> make that uh, make that correction. Oh, there's an HBO series waiting to happen. Oh God, there is. Yeah. So I think I would go with probably probably a European beach because I think they're uh, less likely to be completely cut down than uh, our American beach. Interesting. Fa- or at what least is that? maybe Fagus uh, Europea. Oh, not Europea. It is. Selvatica, Selvatica of the forest. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the American. No, that one is Grandiflora, big oh. leaf. Psh. Yeah. I can't uh, keep up with all grandifolia. these. Grandifolia. My God. Wow, Casey. See, you're definitely not a Grandifolia. I know. I can't even. I can't even know. It's like <laughs> I don't know my cousin's name, Joe, Jill. I don't know. <laughs> Joe, Jill. Uh, okay, what so do you think? A European beach for you, Casey. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm torn. I'm of two minds here. Okay. Um. On one hand, I'm like bristlecone pine. Ah, uh, yeah. Up in the mountains by myself for a thousand years sounds great. No, nobody around me, but uh, uh, Tobin Mitnick visiting every once in a while. Yeah. Hey, Tobin, <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> um, of course, then you got to compete with Methuselah, and you know that guy's an asshole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the other end, I'm like, hey, I want to get that life done with as fast as possible. Make me like a a weed of a tree of heaven in somebody's oh, yard. Oh yeah! Uh, they're just gonna pick up at the first sight, and then I can get. I can then I can be a squirrel like I my I, my hope. That is your true dream. Yeah. So really, your new uh, reincarnation is just a means to the next yes, end. Yes. Yes. I'm see. gaming the system. You see. Yeah. <laughs> um. I actually is instead this like of <laughs> tanking your season so you get first round pick. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's my rebuilding year. Uh. Um. Yeah. I actually I don't I want I don't want squirrel. I want. Uh, a well-loved house cat has, gotcha. I think is basically the best thing you can come back as. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, or a billionaire. I don't know. Oof, you know, you'll have so much hate, and for yourself included. I will be an. I'll pay to have my name erased from history, so nobody knows who I am. <laughs> Good work, Alex. <laughs> Thank you so much, A Sibs, for your very timely and on-topic question. If you've yes. got a question for us, like Casey said, join the Patreon at the three dollar tier. Patreon dot com slash arbitrary pod. What is Patreon? It is the best way to support this little podcast that could. That's right. And there are tier levels for everybody. It is a monthly subscription. However, we are discussing lump sum yearly subs. Yes, we'll see how that works. Yeah. We I mean literally we gotta go into the settings and see how that works. <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> Patreon.com slash help. We gotta call Jack Conte. Yeah, yeah. I would um, love to talk with Jack. Jack, if you're hearing this Let's give us a shout. Oh my God. He does he does like a series of sit downs with Patreon God, people. Awesome. Yeah, so I, do it, that. I feel like the Cone of the Month Club is cool enough where he could be like, tell me about this. Oh yeah, please. And also Pomplamoose crushed it. I love <laughs> Pomplamoose's stuff. <laughs> oh man, they were so of their time, weren't they? They were. Casey? They really did. Yeah, yeah. They they were they did what TikTok now has built a billion trillion dollar business on. Good point, man. Um of course, like I said, the crown, the, t- the sort of uh, uh, jewel in the crown of the BBC that is our Patreon is uh, the Cone of the Month Club. $10 a month goes to us. What goes to you is a monthly cone, conifer cone sticker illustrated by a different artist. It comes with a little cone card. They're in all different styles, Casey. That's right. We, we just got the shipment of this month's cones. We just got it today. It's the Jack Pine from uh, June. So July yes. is still on its way, which means you still have time to sign up. While we have you, the, here's how the Cone of the Month Club works. When The month that you sign up, the next month you will receive your first cone. Exactly. We have to do a bunch of calculations and see who got it. We have to take the data, yes. turn it into paper, and then send it to you via the post. So everybody who is signed up currently at the end of June receives their cone from June in July. Correct. It's just the way we got to do it. I know it's confusing, but you know what? So is economics. Turn it off, Alex. (laughs) Put an end to it. I really could not think of something. It was beautiful, Um, though. (laughs) Your exasperation was was so well done. Well, I have a lot of practice. Uh, Above that is Arbitrary Plus, our live stream tier. Every month you get two live streams, one from Casey and I and one from just me playing a treat or nature-themed video game. That's right. Today we're doing one actually in five minutes that's right we are ranking the summer fruits and vegetables that's yes. the kind of content you can expect on uh arbitrary plus right because well we need to we we actually have a lot of opinions you and i alex oh yeah so sometimes we uh we we need to be like you know what alex let's talk all about not trees for a second i love it casey beautiful i'm talking about indie bands um above that of course 20 dollars a month generous admission it is just the biggest thank you you can give us besides just listening to the show and sharing with your friends. Um, Casey Clapp. Alex Tresen. We have come to the end of our summer vacation. We are stinky. We uh, we have not washed our underwear in a couple weeks. We've had a lot of foods from a lot of different parts of this world. <laughs> yep. our, our body biome is really confused <laughs> right now. We get on that airplane home. We find out that our first class seats have been demoted to coach. Uh, really, the, the sad thing is for the people who are sitting next to us. Oh, yeah. We're sorry. We did. We promised we showered. <laughs> um, Casey, thank Alex. you for this journey. 
it's been a it's been a fun one. I hope Thank you've had fun you. too. I really have. Like I said, I really like learning about new trees and new cultures. Yeah. And how they interact. This was a this was a you just threw you into the lion's den here. Sure did. Sure did. Haven't done this since our first uh, round the world trip. Actually. That's right. The world was, tour. That was a lot of fun. That was a good time, Case. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was almost like that was almost like two years ago. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Wow. On our way. Um, thank you so much to you, dear listener, dear Fungal Associate, for listening. We are taking a week off next week, so you'll get a bonus episode. The week after that, we're back with more trees. More completely arbitrary. That's right. We will see you then. Goodbye. Catch you later. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals. And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening. 